Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. Marco, polo. Wait, didn't we already polo today, though? Yeah. Uh, well, we communicate a little too much. I mean, well, I don't know. Is that possible? I don't, do people even know what Marco Polo is other than the Italian Explorer? That's what he was, right? Yeah. Or the game that you play in the pool, which I really hated that fucking game. How would you even, well, know about that game? You don't swim. Uh, okay. Really? Why you got to sell me out like that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, I'm just people. being honest. Yes, people. I'm the Hawaiian that can only doggy paddle. But I am like the Olympic champ at it. And, you know, if it was like an official Olympic sport, I would be the gold medalist of that fucking sport. Just saying. She doesn't care about the gold medal. She just wants wine. Make sure there's booze at the end of whatever she's doing and she'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should explain what Marco Polo is to those that don't know because I realize that it's, it, you know, you might be too much into, what is that? The thing's all the rage now? TikTok? Yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I don't even, I don't understand what that shit is. Uh, Marco Polo is a video messaging app. That's what it is. Yeah. So it's where Courtney and I can spend, you know, she can send me like a 45 minute message. Not kidding. <laughs> all about her road rage <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> what? What? A, road rage is real Paris. Shut up. Just. Yeah, whatever. And introduce yourself. Sure. All right. All right. Fine. Okay. Hola. I'm Paris. I am the tiger mom to one amazing cup. I have been married to my hero for 10 years and I work full time and still find time to juggle Cub Scouts, piano lessons, homework, <laughs> and sip wine by the fire pit with my hubby. Sipping wine. That's always the best part. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm Courtney. I am the mom to uh, three. I'm a full time working. Did you just forget? Did you yeah, forget did. how many kids you have? Are you kidding sometimes, me right now? Sometimes I do. Sometimes <laughs> <Jesus>. I do. <laughs> but seriously, though, I'm like the wife extraordinaire. Yes. No, really. Yes, no. she is. I'm just kidding. My husband is lucky to have lunch for work once a week. <laughs> hey, at least she makes his lunch. Let's be, let's put that out in the universe. Once a week. Okay, but still. But I can order a cake last minute like no one's business because I'm clearly not baking it myself. But she ordered some sick cakes. That last I one do. that you ordered, holy moly pretty delicious it looked it was amazing and i was super yeah. sad she did not freeze a piece for me to save it for when i come to visit if that ever happens again um yeah she didn't she didn't but anyway so Sorry. our topic today is one of my absolute favorites i'm actually pretty giddy about it um and i'm super passionate about it and it's called communication I, you know every time you talk like that I think of the SpongeBob memes with the, the rainbow. Hell? Have you not seen these memes? What the hell are you talking about? They they make them for everything now, but it's from I don't know, it's from one of the cartoons, but it's like he's doing the rainbow and the word shows up and every time you talk like that and you you say something all excited, all I think about is SpongeBob doing his hands in the <laughs> rainbow. Communication. <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. It is one of my favorite things though, but specifically communication with my husband. If you had told me a year ago that I would be madly in love with a new man, a new man, I would have rolled my eyes and said, that is never, ever happening. I'm saying never, ever. All right. And here I am in a marriage that I don't recognize anymore and feeling a happiness that I didn't even know existed. So that's totally like accurate. I would have rolled my eyes at you and, and I know like, I know, silly. I love because you too. Because you guys always seem like you're just the perfect 
couple, obviously. Um, but unlike Paris, communication for me is not my favorite subject. Um, I think because it's, you know, it's difficult and not everyone's built with it. But it's definitely one of the most important when it comes to relationships, especially marriage, of course. Um, but it's really like one of the main ingredients to a healthy foundation for a relationship. But I don't believe anyone is naturally built with all of the tools they need to communicate in a healthy manner. And I say healthy manner because screaming at each other isn't going to exactly get good points across. No. Um, <laughs> and those are where like marriages can falter and people can lose track of what's important and what's right in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we got married, I was happy. Just like most brides, you know, my future was bright and happiness was on the horizon. I mean, there nothing can go wrong, right? So, Is it time to talk about how you didn't invite me to your wedding? Oh my gosh. Are we really... You okay? I'm gonna punch Sorry. you. You are so you called, lucky. You called yourself a bride. You are so lucky. When you talk about being a bride, I remember that you got married without telling me you were. Actually, I didn't even get him. It's not that I just didn't get invited, friends. I didn't know that she was running off to get married. It was married. a secret. We Had eloped. No idea. Just pointing out. Oh everyone gosh. should know. Here she Kay. goes. Go ahead. Okay. Kay. Communication. Can I finish? Friends. I hate you. <laughs> I've just communicated that. I hate you. <laughs> Strongly. Anyways. Strong so the scripture that is often read at weddings is 1 Corinthians. You know the one, you know, love is patient, love is kind, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I will say over the years, that scripture has been my healing words, uh, my go-to map for my marriage. So love is unconditional, friends. Anything less than unconditional is really just a big like all right? It's not love. You need to know the difference. You know, for those of you out there not married yet, or maybe you're about to become married, or you're thinking about getting serious, you better learn to understand what love really, really means, all right? And know that you cannot give love unless you love yourself first. That is a profound statement. It's an honest one, and it's super true. I cannot tell you how true that statement is. Uh, you know, the hardest line in that scripture is, it keeps no records of wrongs. What? Yeah, what do you really mean? Hard. That's hard. Doesn't everyone count on their fingers? Like, I thought I kept, I keep like this invisible record. These are the times I was right. Yeah. These are the times our, my husband was wrong. Yeah. There is no him right. It's always him wrong and I'm right. But yeah. you know. You mean <laughs> it's wrong to have a whiteboard that has I tick marks was... for all of the fuck ups that happen I in your thought... marriage? I thought that you was can't the whole do that? point. I'm I super thought it confused. was too. Like, I think that should have been one of my wedding gifts, you know? Here's your demerit marks, you know, board, whiteboard thingy that you can keep all the records of all the wrongs. <laughs> and you never lose track. But you can't, you know? Our minds, they want to keep a backlog of every single hurt, every scar, and every wrong, you know? And it is work. True love is work. Sorry to break that news to you, all you little yeah. newlyweds out there or about to become married, uh, but better you know now than way, way too late, you know? You know, not keeping records of wrongs is one that I still work on continuously, okay? I am like the backlog of everybody that has ever wronged me. I have encyclopedias of them, okay? That's, <laughs> That's how I work. I, really I, I used to be able to hold a grudge like nobody's business and I can't, it's, it's just not possible. You can't do it. If you want to be happy, you cannot do that. So, you know, they say the first year of marriage is the hardest lies. It's all lies people. <laughs> I don't think that that's true, but you know, I don't pretend that all marriages are created equal. I know that there are folks out there who did have a hard first year and, you know, congratulations to you for making it out of that. 
<laughs> you know, I think each person's journey is their own. And we definitely had phases just like the moon has phases. I think one of our hardest phases in our marriage was the eighth year of marriage. Not the third year, not the first year, not the seventh year. There was no itchy seven. All right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> itchy seven. It is seven, right? The, the it, that's what they say, but I hear the new one is three years, which that's a little sad. Like, you're just trying to figure yourselves out at three years, and you're already going to give up? Like, what the fuck? Well, I think we're definitely in a different time now. I mean, we probably could go on and on about that, but oh, God. we're also in a place where people get married um, after they, well, sometimes after they've been together for a while. Yeah. So three years, they've already known each other a while. Yeah. Instead well, of hope. getting married quickly, or you'd hope. You know, I don't know. We're different. We're definitely a different generation now. Yeah. You know, for so for us, year eight was it. All right. So something was just off and it lasted way longer than it ever should have, you know. But if you looked at my Facebook back then, you wouldn't see it. All you would see is this perfect couple, the perfect family. Uh, You know, you would see what I wanted our marriage to be not what it actually was. And I think a lot of people do this and you're probably listening to this right now thinking, fuck, I do do that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but my marriage, it was falling apart. You know, I could barely breathe and I was drowning in something that I didn't understand. I felt alone. I do remember, and I'm not a super emotional person. So for me to admit this is kind of big. Um, there was a time in, I don't know, in that time frame, the year eight, uh, where I came home and just looked around and I have beautiful surroundings. My life in reality looked perfect, but I felt so alone and I just broke down and I cried and I begged, <laughs> I begged God for answers. I really did. And it never came because that's not where the answers are going to come from, you know, but you would never know it by looking at my social media that year. You know, even Courtney didn't know it. I was too nah, ashamed. No, <clears throat> no I, di- I didn't know. Um, I first want to say that I feel like anybody that's married and been married for any length of time, you should pat yourself on the back because you're still married because it is like super hard work. Um, but we shouldn't judge each other on what we're seeing on social media. I've said this before, I think, uh, because I definitely had no idea that Paris was struggling and, you know, especially living apart like we do and we talk a lot, but often all I see like in person is what's on Facebook. And that's where, you know, again, a lot of us find ourselves there. We're unhappy, but yet we're only posting the positive front on Facebook. People really, I think we fear judgment and that oh the best part is that great unrequested advice uh for people that really know nothing about your life i hate those people (laughs) seriously um i to be honest i'm i'm not one of those that believes facebook is the place to air your dirty laundry anyway absolutely yeah i mean i realize people like to use it as an outlet and i do get that but the problem you know is if it if we're talking about a marriage uh that's really between you and your spouse and um I know more often than not, those posts, they can cause some serious issues. Um, They don't only embarrass themselves, but they're embarrassing their partner. And that's only going to exasperate a situation if you're having, you know, communication issues or marriage issues in general. Yeah. And I totally agree with Courtney. When do I not? Honestly. (laughs) Often. I mean, are we talking about fashion? Are we talking about how I don't wear makeup or I'm wearing, you know, second, you know, two day old makeup right now? Or What? what are we talking about? Wow. Okay. (laughs) There's some things we don't agree on. No, but we, but on this, I agree with Courtney and what we are sharing here is to help others. Okay. It's not to air out my dirty laundry. It is to be helpful, you know? So after a while I became numb, indifferent, and just 
lost in my situation. You know, I started um, down a downward spiral, but I kept my Stepford appearance and smiled through the hurt. Uh, but what I really felt was shame, shame that I couldn't be perfect, that I couldn't control everything in my life and that I worried what other people would think. And then that hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, um, I was like, who the fuck cares what anyone thinks besides the two people in this marriage? You know, we both decided together, okay? That is a huge word right there, together, that we are worth it, that this family is worth it. And what we had to learn was how to communicate. And I think you make a really great point there about, you know, who's in that relationship is who matters. Everyone's outside opinions. Like, like I said, that unrequested person that decides they're going to give you their opinion. Oh, my marriage fell apart because of this. Or, oh, well, men only think this. Or, you know, whatever random bullshit that people will try to advise you on that really does not apply to you or your partner. Um, you have to be really careful about who you try to listen to and take advice from and who you trust. So, um I think that's a good point that you really shouldn't care about what everyone else is seeing when they see you. Your relationship is your own and not everyone is going to be the same. Right. I swear to God, being an adult and being married is it's for fucking real. Super for reals. <laughs> Super. And it's real hard most of the time. Um, you know, the thing that about marriage that people don't want to talk about and they don't like to admit because marriage is supposed to be this like pretty thing. It's a lot of true fucking work. Yep. You know, Amen. you don't get you don't get to wake up every day and just float through life. And, you know, you have to be grown up in a marriage. And I think that it's super grown up um, and brave for Paris to talk about this, but to also admit that when your communication is broken and that's, you know, to admit those things, that's the first huge step you're making in and making any sort of progress in your, in your relationship. Right. Communication friends is easier said than done. You know, the first way we learn to communicate is from our parents, right? So we either learn what we want in a relationship or don't want based on what we see from them. So for me, there was a lot of yelling in my house. <laughs> I feel like I'm not exclusive too. to this. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of yelling in their houses when they were growing up, but maybe not. Um, so, but what I learned was that that is something I do not like. I was raised by my grandparents and they never showed affection to each other. And all they did was argue, you know, and that's not a good form of communication. And they would sit on their separate sides of the sofa. I'll never forget it. They both had their designated sides of the sofa and they basically coexisted like roommates, you know? In fact, the only time I ever saw my grandpa show my grandma any type of love was when she was dying and she sat in his lap and they held hands and he kissed her on the mouth. It was awkward for me to witness. I didn't understand what I was seeing because I had never seen it before. You know, I loved my grandparents. Do not misunderstand me at all. I loved them both to pieces. But what I took away from that moment was that I need love every day, not just when I'm about to die. You know, my grandma, I said I wasn't going to get emotional. Uh, my grandma deserved a love beyond comprehension. And that is what I deserve too. And that's what I took away from that. Well, Remembering that moment. Yeah. No, sorry. I, mean, I don't mean to get emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that there's different generations too, because when you talk about your grandparents, it makes me think about my grandparents and they've been married 
well over 60 something. I think I want to say it's like 65 years now. And I always forget these numbers. And I'm sure my grandma's going to be like, seriously, Courtney. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, they've been married for a really long time. And it's the simple things that I sometimes see them do. But I um, but I understand what you mean, too, because I grew up in a household where I didn't really feel like uh, my parents showed a lot of affection to each other. And physical affection is another way of communication. Right. It's a way to show love. It's a way to show caring. It's it's I don't remember that growing up. Um, so I think that I was kind of in the same boat as you knowing what I needed. Um, and I want my kids to grow up seeing right. how my husband and I act together. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Courtney's grandparents, I, <laughs> I love them, <laughs> you know, and I've only really hung out with her grandma which she's a badass grandma. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Grams, I love you to pieces. Uh, but I look at the photos that she posts and I just look at their life together. And I I want that. I want to be Courtney's grandparents. I want to grow old with my husband. I do too. Yes. Like, I just think that they are such, I don't know. They are the model of what I want to be. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's amazing to watch them. But um you know, so for me, I had to first understand how I work as a person. Okay. So I am a person who bottles things up and then I explode once, once I've hit my limit, you know, and I think most people function like that. I mean, I don't know everybody, so maybe you don't function like that. I don't know. But you know, my husband is kind of the opposite of me where he will, you know, I guess sort of the opposite because he also bottles things up, but then instead of exploding, like me, the crazy one, apparently, um, he, he is self-destructive and that's not okay either, you know, and these two types of people didn't do each other any good and we had to learn our own language together and it sounds like some hippie bullshit. I know, but it's not, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but, you know, hippie bullshit works at times. I Sometimes. mean, you can't completely discount it, um, but it's always going to be different for each person in a relationship and again, like I said, it comes from uh, you, well, you said what you see is your, from your parents, different generations, those type of things. But some people can read a book all about love languages and bam, they seem to just understand each other. Uh, some people can go to a couple's retreat and they come back singing Kumbaya and shit and suddenly they communicate through hippie songs uh, better than they did <laughs> speaking as normal people. It's all different. Nothing is right or wrong except murder. Except murder. Murder is wrong. And it's never the answer. So keep that in mind. Yes. Saying. Yes. And, you know, for me... Um, I want to kind of go to a couple's retreat, but you know, <laughs> you I cannot go with Courtney. I want to go with Courtney because that would be funny. <laughs> I can't take shit like that serious. I, it's not for me again. Like not everything is for everybody. And when I think about a couple's retreat, all I can think of, okay, can I go and get massages and drink a lot? You're not going to make me go to classes, right? If you're going to make me go to classes, I'm bouncing because I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. It's they make you I do am. all the feels. Okay. They right. want you to cry. That is the fucking goal, Courtney. They want, want you to, to cry. I don't want to cry. They I want don't you want to cry, cry to strangers. That's okay. not my thing. I'm not, not going to lie, thing. though. I would go to a couple's retreat with Courtney and her husband just to see him cry. I want to see him cry. <laughs> I want to see an emotion out of that you guy. You know that he's not showing oh, any emotions. But it would be so... I, okay, let's book this now. Okay, let's just turn this <laughs> podcast off. Is this a vacation? Yes. We are booking it because I need to see that man shed a tear for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, so, you know, I knew for us, I knew going to the Googles was not going to solve any of our issues. Wait, it's not? The Googles has all the answers. No, asshole. It's not. All right. Google doesn't solve everything. I wish it did. Google putting it out there. Can you solve everything? Thank you. Google God. (laughs) 
you know, praying to the Google gods. We're praying to the, we're praying to the Google gods. Please help us. Anyways, so instead, together, we went to marriage counseling. I still remember researching and scouring Yelp for the best marriage counselor. And man, I found her. She is amazing. Thank you, she, Yelp. Yes. Thank you, Yelp. Not a sponsor. Hope you will be someday. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, she was our saving grace. You know, in a year, we have learned that marriage is indeed work. Like, you didn't already know that. Uh, but we have made it the kind of work that we look forward to doing together. That's a fantastic thing. And I have been super lucky to see how hard Paris works on her relationship with her husband. It's pretty inspiring when you're on the outside watching. And, and she does give me little bits of insight of what's going on. And I think it's really fantastic. And again, I'll just repeat this because we've only said it 57 times on this podcast. Marriage is work. <laughs> You're going to hear this shit a lot from us because we've both been married for a little while. Um, and it's not a job that you just check in and check out of, which I know that a lot of people would like to do that. It's all the time. Um, and you have to want to do the work and be a part of it every day. Uh, it, it, and that includes talking to each other on a daily basis people did you know that every day every day you got to look day. at that person and say words just move your mouth and things fall out of it <laughs> that's what you got to do <laughs> you know uh for us we say exactly what is on our mind and we are now each other's safe place uh, you know we use kindness and thoughtfulness when we speak to one another and we do not hold back ever we take the time to show appreciation and accept appreciation okay from one another. And guess what? It does work. But it's work. <laughs> work. Work. Anyway. said it again. That was like 532. Yeah. yeah. What's our work count? <laughs> you know, I truly hate, 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 loathe. All right. All right. Loathe. That there is such a stigma associated with marriage counseling, self-help, and anything that is pretty much out there to make you the best version of yourself. I know that for most people, they hear counseling and their immediate thoughts are, oh, there's something wrong with them. Oh, you know, Um, you know, I went to see my first therapist at the age of 24 because I knew then I wasn't the best version of myself. Uh, well, the first time, and I think the only time I ever went to therapy, I was a teenager. My parents were getting divorced and, um, it wasn't a great situation, but anyone that comes from a broken home that you already know this. So I'm not going to really go into that because we clearly are all in the same boat for that. Um, but I was sent to therapy because they thought I needed to talk to someone. But at that age, I was like, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I wasn't open to talk to anyone but my friends. So I only went to a few sessions because it was pointless since I, I didn't really want to talk to the therapist. I wasn't interested in it. And that's part of the point. Yeah. So, you know, therapy won't work if you are not open and even want to talk. Like you're, if you're just going to be a wall in therapy, forget it. It's not going to work for you. All right. So for me at 24, I knew that I just love me too much to not wake up winning every day. All right. So not seeking to be your best is sabotage to yourself, you know, and getting there sometimes requires outside help. You just got to be okay with that, you know, but here's the thing with counseling and self-help books. It will not work for anyone until you are willing to be open to it. You can't force it on you or anyone else for that matter. And one of the biggest things I had to learn is to let go of control. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) Say what? What? Google gods, help me. (laughs) Jeez. You know, 
I, in case maybe you don't know, I am a control freak. Pick right? me. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. She knows. She's raising her I hand know. right now. She knows, <laughs> you know. And so going to counseling for me meant I had to give up that control, you know, and give it to somebody else and being vulnerable in that situation. Man, you know, the stigma around canceling, it falls right into the line of like judgy bullshit. <laughs> and I super detest judgy bullshit. So number one, going to counseling is a personal choice. It ain't nobody's business but your own. It ain't. I am, I really do admire Paris for even speaking about it on this episode because basically she's telling all those that would be, that would judge her for doing this, for willingly to get assistance that they just need to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, didn't, she didn't actually say those words. I'm saying those words for her because that way she doesn't get judged or in trouble for it. But I'm saying that they can all fuck off because no one's saying, I'm not saying it, she's not saying it, that you all must go to counseling. No, we're not saying that. As we've said, everything, not everything, I should say, is um, right for everyone. My husband, for example, doesn't believe in the idea of therapy or counseling. Don't ask me where this stems from. Don't know. Maybe it's because he's an immigrant, moved here when he was a teenager, and was raised by a woman that basically questions everything about Western medicine. I mean everything. <laughs> so whatever the reason is, it's never been a door that we have had an option to walk through. And that's all right. Of course we have issues. Every fucking marriage does. It's, we, nobody's perfect. Yeah. I want to see the marriage that is perfect because I guarantee you it's not. You nope. know. Accepting the truth is not something most people will do in their entire lifetime, okay? But I will tell you, knowing our truths, working through the hard stuff, growing as a couple and becoming the power couple I always dreamed of is exactly why I will keep communicating with my husband. He and I are becoming the best versions of ourselves together because we have fought hard to become us, you know, and God knows we're worth it. I may not go to church as often as I should. Sorry, I'll do my Hail Marys. But <laughs> my vows were not taken lightly. You know, little fun fact about me and my marriage is that my dad was actually the one who married us. Talk about meaningful, you know. <laughs> and I think it's important to break in at this point and say that power couples doesn't mean you're a Kardashian with your most recent toy on your arm. You don't need to be married to Kanye, people, okay? <laughs> Power couple to me means strength in your relationship, the love, companionship, and friendship um, that is so important to survive marriage day to day. Communication can range from the serious stuff, talking out disagreements or differences, or it could just be talking about a hard day. Um, being there is, you know, being there is someone that, your spouse can lean on and talk to it really does strengthen your bond um supporting each other and open communication can really only support growth for years to come i think right you know so how we communicate is basically this i have a thought i say it no wait hold on <laughs> you needed therapy to learn that you're always giving me a piece of your fucking mind why <laughs> why didn't that apply <laughs> shut up courtney i hate you <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> anyways. Good Lord. so he has a thought and he says it, you know, now here's the hard part. We both have to listen, assess and repeat. It's so hard, <laughs> you know, give confirmation that the other was truly heard. Uh, you know, we word things how we would want to hear them now. You know, we dream together, we share goals, we encourage each other and give advice, but we're always listening. Listening is way harder than you would think it is so if you're in a relationship for reals hang on to every single word that they're saying to you just try for real 
Like, Let's try it. don't let a squirrel moment happen to you like it does to me all the time. <laughs> where I like, I'm like, see something shiny, and I'm like, squirrel, I'm I'm over there. Like, just just don't do it, you know. But you know, we're always listening to each other, and you know, you need to learn about a person's history. It's why they are the way that they are, after all, you know. And stop expecting you from people. All right. This is true in marriage and life in general. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That's one of the hardest things ever. You know, I look at people all the time and I'm like, why aren't you more like me? You should be more like me. <laughs> you know, you know, but you need to look at your partner, uh, whether you're married or in a committed relationship and say to yourself, will I love this person at their worst? Okay. And then you need to look at yourself and say, will they love me through my demons? And don't be afraid to ask the questions, you know, going back to that scripture from earlier, you know, they use a piece of it in that show, The Office. Oh my gosh. I am oh such Lord. a big fan of The Office. <clears throat> Still Courtney, never watched it. I know. I don't even know who she is, people. She's about to be fired <laughs> off this podcast because I love The Office. In fact, I've started listening to um, The Office podcast, okay? It's called like The Office Ladies. I love them. All right. I love, I love The Office. All right. So anyways, so I'm a Did huge anyone fan miss of that it? Did yeah. anyone miss it? She yeah. loves The Office. Yes. Yes, Jim and Pam, that's my jam. <gasps> I made a rhyme! <laughs> made a rhyme! <laughs> so anyways, one of my favorite episodes, though, it's called Paper Airplane, all right? And I know, Courtney's, like, looking around. She's like, what in the fuck kind of title is that? Like, <laughs> what? 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 If you were a fan, you would know. So okay. in the episode, so Jim and Pam are going through a rough phase in their marriage. And when Jim hugs her, because he's leaving on a business trip or something like that, she resists, all right? She like kind of like doesn't want to be held or doesn't want to be hugged. But then she does this memory thing. Like she goes and she remembers her wedding day and the minister saying, you know, love suffers long and is kind. It is not proud. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things and endures all things. Love never fails. Now these three things remain, faith, hope and love but the greatest of these is love that episode is one of my all-time favorites that line right there the ending just gives me the chills you know because it wasn't funny that show is funny okay most of the time i know courtney's like i have no idea what the show's even fucking about it's a comedy friend all right well, I know it's funny because my oldest started watching it at some point but he talks to you about it i know he doesn't talk to me about it because i so. get him you but don't he'll get be us. laughing off in the corner, and yeah. I know that's what he's watching. Yeah, and he'll text me. It's hilarious. I love it. You know, <laughs> but you know, it, that that episode was not funny. All right, it was really actually kind of tough to watch, but I love it, and it spoke a truth about so many relationships. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, remembering where your beginning was is sometimes the best way to remember why you are in this to begin with. You know, the bottom line is. I love my husband and we have created a safe place for each other and that love didn't fail. Man, you know, I'm talking to Paris and I, cause I've been hearing about a lot of this stuff. It does, part of it makes me a little envious, but it, you know, I'm in a different type of relationship. So, and I realized that this type of commitment to communication would never work for my husband. He's not, he's not like that. He's not about steps. He's not about process. He's about what's natural for him. So we tend to be like all the time communication, you know, communicators. We talk all the time. And when I say that, I mean, we talk very often throughout our days. We always know what's happening with the other. Um, 
I'm usually prepared for a rough evening if I know that he's had a really bad day because he's told me all about it. And I know how to be supportive in the way that he needs. Um, so I, I do that supporting and comforting when we get home and, and once I can be near him. And my husband and I, you know, unfortunately, we go days sometimes without seeing each other face to face. So we tend to communicate through devices during the day, which I know there's a lot of people out there that are like the devices are the devil. Yeah, sometimes I get it. <laughs> but, you know, for people and I know that it's not I don't have this problem. I don't have the problem like military families do where they don't see each other. Or, you know, uh, my husband uh, drives truck, but he's not a long haul. And so long haul truck drivers don't see their families for months at a time. You know, so devices make that possible. And, you know, physically at night and no dirty minds. I'm not just talking about sex. Oh, uh, let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, let's talk about you and me. Wait. You and him. Gross. No, no, not us. You're so no, 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 no. You're <laughs> stupid. You're God, stupid. You're you know, so this couple's dumb. retreat would totally fix all of that. All right. <laughs> There's nothing to fix. I, mean, I just want to see one tear. <laughs> He's tear. not going to do it. Just one tear. That's all. I mean, okay. That's all I there's want. There's plenty of that, though. I, I should probably <laughs> clarify. But that's not the point I'm trying to make here. So stop it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but we don't always, we, well, very rarely do we go to bed at the same time because of our schedule. So, but we have a touch point in bed and this is one of the things that we've done since we, well, since we first started dating and we're living together. Um, I either snuggle my feet against him when I come to bed late, which he, he says he hates, but he never stops me because my feet are cold. <laughs> Husbands and cold feet. What? Like he they don't know anything he, about that. <laughs> no, but he claims he doesn't like it, but he never moves away because it's our thing. Like it's just a way to cuddle towards him because we don't cuddle when we sleep because I cannot handle that. I get too hot. Um, but she likes cuddling is, with me though. Just I, putting it out. That there. is not true. It depends how much I've been drinking. I was so about to it. say that exact word. <laughs> Drink. 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 <laughs> Um, but then if he comes to bed late, he'll do something like, you know, he'll, he'll put his hand underneath my thigh or something, but it's a physical communication that the two of us have to say, I love you. I'm here. You're not alone. Um, it just kind of brings me back, uh, brings us back to center sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I like that. I like cuddles with Courtney. So I know her husband oh, does. Christ. <laughs> So oh my gosh you're Anyways. not you're you're not good at warming up my feet though so you're no not, I, no I don't you want my you. feet are like icicles ice it's bad yes ice cubes i'm sure it's so bad but it is fun to put them on my husband because <laughs> they jump <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> and we're coming into the coldest time of the year in vegas <laughs> so baby my feet are coming for you all right <laughs> Can't wait till he listens to this. (laughs) You know, one of the things that was new for my husband and I was how we celebrated our anniversary this year. It was our 10 year anniversary, and I wanted to do something meaningful. So instead of gifts, uh, which I love, (laughs) bring me gifts. Bring me presents. I want presents. Anyways, I don't know where that gift goblin that, came from. What? Calm down. What? Gollum, what just God, happened? I know. My precious. precious. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Jeez. Anyways, so instead of the, you know, the gifts, uh, we made 10 promises to each other. Now, I won't share all of them with you guys since that is between he and I, but I will share one of mine that I wrote to him because I feel like it's important for everyone to hear. So this was my number eight promise to him on a list of 10. So here we go. I promise to be the owner of my happiness. I will not hold you hostage or blame you when I am unhappy. 
I will joyfully contribute to our mutual happiness we can find together in our marriage. When we run into snags, I will choose to focus on the good in each of us until we find a higher ground where it is easier to give thanks to one another. Okay, that's like super like sugary sweet right there. And a really <laughs> great idea for an anniversary activity. You're good at this stuff. I You're welcome. I know I have one of those coming up. I, I should think of something meaningful or something. I don't know. Maybe. Idea stolen. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just Pinterest it. As long as you nail it. Oh, Jesus. Well, typically for my husband, as long as I'm naked, he's happy. Same. <laughs> Jesus. So that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to reach us, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Till then, these moms are fucking out.